Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Craft Brood Sports. I am Mike. With me, as always, is Scott. Joe's behind the computers. We are back in the new speakeasy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brand new episode of Craft Brood Sports. Scott, you ready to tap this keg of sports knowledge? I am so ready. This was the longest two weeks ever. It really was. Like this was Normally, we take a break, and it's like, all right, I needed that. I needed to recharge. I no. needed to refresh the batteries. This I had one just I was gotten like, back off of vacation. You're right. And right so that's true. Stop and start. <laughs> this one, I was like, all right, I need to do the show. Oh, we're not doing the show. We can't talk about Joey Chestnut dominating people. Come on. Not only that, it was literally... Hey, you guys are off. Everything in the sports world is going to happen this next week and a half, and we mean everything. It has been a wild two weeks. We're going to catch up on all of it. Breaking news just as we come on the air. Westbrook traded for Chris Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Crazy. Headed Uh, Oklahoma City where he used to play when they were the Hornets for a couple of seasons. We got all I'm sure he's thrilled. All of the NBA free agency craziness over the last two weeks. Kawhi coming in, saving the league. For at least two years, uh, we're going to talk MLB All Star Game, kind of home run derby. Definitely, we got to talk about that. And the biggest story over the last two weeks: Women's World Cup, the baby. Women's World Cup, uh, yeah. the ladies coming through for the U.S. of A, bringing home the chip. Uh, but before Loved we every get minute. before we get into all of that, uh, it's been two weeks, Scott. Why don't you tell us about our Would You Rather for this week? <laughs> well, <laughs> so this week. Out of nowhere, seemingly, and it was one of those things where I found out through Twitter, I just see a bunch of people saying something about Burger King, and I'm like, why is Burger King being talked about so much <laughs> on my timeline from people? Uh, Burger King decided they're going to drop tacos nationwide this week. Why? For whatever reason. Why? And, and so we got to talk, <laughs> got to talking and thought, well, I mean, if they're going to drop tacos... What if Taco Bell decided they're going to drop a burger? I mean, they they got into the fry game. Maybe that's why Burger King was mad. They're like, are you going to step on our toes with fries? All right, then fine. We're going to do tacos. What? So we want to know, would you rather enjoy those tacos that Burger King just dropped or have a burger that Taco Bell was inspired Have by. you seen the, the tacos from Burger King? I have, and they, they look, look so basic. Disgusting. They look it, so basic. It they look like, worse than something that you just make in your kitchen, like on your own. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, generally homemade tacos are pretty solid anyway, but they have a look to them versus what right. you get, you know, at, at any type of restaurant or specifically Taco Bell. 
and they look way worse than anything that you could make at home. All right, you know the they new way. So here's, here's what you got to do. You want to make good tacos at home? Put the meat in the crock pot with the seasoning and let it sit all day yeah, long. Yeah. It gets so fine and so it, it tastes like restaurant style, like authentic Mexican I, restaurant style beef. So I've, much better. I've done that before and yeah, that's the preferred way of doing it. It's just how many times I forget. But but you know Burger King's not doing that. Burger King's like... Burger King's chopping up the unused Whopper meat <laughs> and throwing it in the taco. Just grinding shell. it up and they're Ugh. like, all right, uh... Now, does Burger King have an option? Do you get soft shell or hard shell? Is it's it... just hard from what I could tell. The only mm. thing I've seen is the hard taco so advertised. Already a strike against you on this one, Burger King, because i got to go soft shell taco. I mean, I, I, I'm fine with either, but I'm not going to Burger King to get them is the thing. But on the flip side, what kind of meat are you getting in your burger at Taco Bell? Now, that's, because... that's, that's why we posed the question, because you can only imagine... <sighs> The only saving grace is that I feel like Taco Bell, if they came up with a burger, it'd be something Taco Bellified. It would be. It so would it definitely be. it wouldn't be just your average plain old burger with ketchup and mustard. It wouldn't look like the, right, right. the Burger King version of a burger <laughs> at Taco Bell where they're just like, all right, here's this plain burger with ketchup and mustard. So it'd be interesting. But yeah, I don't – it's a tough call, man. We've got some good comments coming in on this one. Uh, Greg from the Sports Dance, you can catch him here on 12 on Sports Radio. He says, let's be honest, you're going to be eating both of these on the toilet, so it's really a preference of which will be easier to eat while there. That's why I choose burger. I guess a burger would definitely be easier to eat on the toilet, less messy than a, than a taco. But still gross. It's still really gross. <laughs> uh, Robert Taylor, top fan Robert Taylor, uh, he says, Jack in the Box proves it's really easy to make delicious cheap tacos at a burger joint. He's got a point. I've never had a Jack in the Box Never taco, had one, but, but, I, but they look cheap. I see the billboards that gross. are like, whenever I see, hey, you can get four tacos cents. for a dollar, I'm like, mm, I don't know about this. <laughs> that sounds, oh, oh, you have nothing inside. It's just meat and like a little bit of cheese. Mm, okay. Mm, Matt cool, Barr cool. hitting you hard, though, says, I don't need authentic Mexican-style taco advice from a dude pale than the Reds logo on his shirt. <laughs> That's true. That's a fair point. Uh, Joe's dad chiming in saying Taco Bell used to have the Bell Beefer, which I didn't know existed. None of us know about. That is Never heard of it. Uh, great. Joe, you want to chime in on this one at all? How are you feeling on it? I'll wait. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, all right. Do you want to wait on your decision? Because this one is a oh, wait, I gotta, I gotta Sophie's think. choice. I know this yeah, is I, a I tough gotta, one. This is a really tough one. Contemplate what I would really go with. So. All right. Well, you guys go ahead and cast your votes. Uh, it's available. The poll's available on our Facebook page or on Twitter at Craft B Sports. Oh, it's not on Twitter. It's just no, it is on to Twitter. I updated it. It's just, oh, you, you yeah. actually have the poll on there? Yeah, oh, it, okay, it, cool. it's on there now. It wasn't initially. Uh, <laughs> some technical difficulties with the original tweet, but we're there. We're there. Fair enough. All right, cool. User uh, error. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, went, you went straight up old man on our Twitter feed like yeah. oh, i got a pull up uh there's no pull there's up no here pull. grandpa oh okay cool well, just comment on it you just tell me what you think uh we'll <laughs> count them later all right oh, let's man. uh let's table that uh and by the way if you guys are listening on 12 on sports radio uh you can text the drunk line 44037 drunk for those of you listening on facebook live shout out to you guys uh drop your comments in we love the feedback during the show Absolutely. Um, uh, so hit us up on that let's get into this beer that we are drinking tonight because i am super excited we have Two beers on tap for the night. We do, and uh, this is First Pour brought to you by Dugout Mugs, and we've got the hookup for you. Don't forget, just go to dugoutmugs.online slash craft, and you get 10% off your entire order. That's it. You don't need to use a code. Just use the link, and you'll get 10% off automatically added directly to your order. And the first beer that we have on tap tonight is Fruit Punch Haterade. 
by local Listerman Brewing. This was right the around one, the corner. Yeah, it's know. literally right down the street. <laughs> uh, and this, so Listerman's, I, I do have to clarify, Listerman's is my favorite local brewery. Which you've mentioned a few times. Yeah. They're so good. Well, they they had the the first beer we ever did on the show was nut a case, Listerman's brew. Nutcase Porter. Yeah, the, nuts, the, um, the Nutcase Porter. Never forget that. They make Chacao. Uh, they, they have a fantastic lineup of beers. I felt for so long they were underrated in the Cincinnati scene, and now they I are st- starting to get recognition. I still feel like they are, though, when, when anybody names the Cincinnati breweries it it never comes up maybe fifth or sixth right but and, but they're they've gotten really good at small batch launches they uh, have. And, and they'll do like their hip-hop uh inspired launches that are, are small batch ipas that they put out they're fantastic so as soon as they announced that this one was coming i texted you guys and was like who can get to listerman's <laughs> Thursday, like at 10 a.m., you got to be there. Like, hey, Scott, you leaving work? Can you pick this one up? On and your I way got home? there at 10:15, and there was a line out the door. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't realize I was going to be standing in a line like that. <laughs> it took me about 35 minutes to get through there. Yeah, and the, so there's a little ulterior motive for us here. We are partnering with another local brewery, Urban Artifact, in August. Uh, they are going to be sponsoring us throughout August for Sour Month, Sour Beer Month. We have been asked for so long. How come you guys don't do sours on the show? How come you guys never do sours? You, you've gotten into IPAs. How come you're not getting into sours? Well, we are finally going to do it. Urban Artifact, we're going to have people coming into the show. Uh, they're going to sit in, tell us about the sour beers. They're going to jump right into the deep end, but we can't do that. We were like, let's let's dip our toes in first. So that's why we went with this Haterade. This is a Berliner Weiss. Uh, it's a 4.6% ABV. 4.2 caps on untapped. Uh, not a whole lot of ratings because it's, it's hard to get. It's hard to get. Uh, very limited quantities. They had other flavors. So this is the fruit punch, but they also released in Crowlers, right? Grape and Glacier. And so uh, everybody was drinking the flights when I was there getting yeah. it, and I got to see all that. I didn't try any of the other ones. But, I mean, it looked like everybody was just drinking different Gatorades in, in, Listerman, in small Listerman glasses. pushed all of Cincinnati in the sour end. <laughs> they were like, all right, everybody's drinking sours. Um, so this is uh, – it's it's a different beer than what we're used to on the show. Very different. Lower ABV than we're used to drinking, which means less likely for me to mess up and flip the flag tonight. More colorful <laughs> than we're used to drinking. Definitely more colorful. <laughs> uh, and it's a weird uh, – so, I mean, sours are such a weird thing to me because – Initial flavor is like, ooh, that's tart. But then you get the, like this fruity taste afterwards. When it's hard to describe if you've never had a sour. If you've that's never a had point. a sour, it, there's, it, you're not going to really understand anything about it. Because I remember a buddy of mine talking to me about sours and trying to explain them. And I, I, uh, it didn't register until I actually had one. I'm like, okay, I understand all of what you're talking about now. Yeah. And it's, it's just a completely different flavor. Than it, any other beers. So. It's very strange. Uh, what do you think, though? Initial impressions. What do you think of this one? I, the smell is weird. We, we both noted that the smell when you crack open the can is not delightful. No, it, it's really rough, actually. As a matter of fact, if you get this beer, don't smell it. Yeah, just pour. <laughs> just pour and drink. Normally you get like, mm, that's a, that's got some notes. No, d- just go for it. But I've only had probably about three sours ever, and my issue has always been, I guess I've had really sour sours. Like They've been at the highest end you can get, and it feels just like heartburn in a can. So I've always said if I could have a sour that was not so heavy on that end, it might not be half bad. And this kind of answers that call. It's not too sour, and it's sweet enough that, you know, it cuts through all that. 
doesn't I mean it doesn't taste like booze at all. Like it I doesn't know. taste like I'm drinking it alcohol. Tastes like juice. Yeah. It, it, and I I would say it's not as fruit punch Gatorade flavored as I thought it was going to be. Definitely not. But I mean they say it's inspired by it. So that's mm-hmm. just my expectations of like this going to taste like fruit punch Gatorade. Oh no, it's just going to kind of resemble kinda it. It tastes like that on the back end. You, you get right. that little hint of it, you know, on the back end of the whole thing, but for the most part, it's just I don't know. It's it's good. It's it's just different. It's yeah. it's hard to describe sours. So. Joe, you are not a sour drinker either. This is like the first time really the whole show is is We're uh, all popping newbies our fruit punches. on a yeah, on a, on a beer type. Uh what are your initial thoughts, man? Tingly mouthfeel. <laughs> it does have a tingly mouthfeel. That sounds so dirty. That sounds really dirty. Uh that's all. That's all the the input you're going to give on this one to start with. Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, good talk, man. Uh, as always, Joe just bringing the heat with uh, with his breakdowns. Um, we will see how this one holds up. We always joke about that, but this one is really, I don't know. No idea. There's there's so many to get through. Uh, and by the way, Coop, shout out Coop from 50 West Brewing. They got their punch out this weekend. Oh, yeah. Uh, punch out round four coming up at 50, 50 West. West. That is such a cool event. If you're in the Cincinnati area, go get, I think there's still tickets available. Go check that out. Uh, Coop says that uh, this won't have anything on Dad Pop. Which we're still working to collabo. I'm glad um, he remembered Dad Pop. Dad I was Pop, worried yeah. that Coop forgot uh, about Dad Pop. So uh, hit us up, Coop. Let's get Dad Pop in the in the kettle. Let's start brewing <laughs> this up, baby. Uh, all right, let's. Are we going to talk about the bonus beer now, or are we going to wait till later? We'll wait until we crack it. Okay. We got a we got another beer coming up. Another limited release that came out since we've been off the air, and we'll we'll get into that one here in a little bit. But for now. Let's get into Upper Deck, uh, my favorite part of the show. Absolutely. Upper Deck is brought to you by Minuteman Tickets, and we love Minuteman. They're Ohio guys just like us, and they're sports fans, so they're not going to screw you over like other ticketing companies. No matter what you're looking for, football, baseball, hockey, theater, rib cook-offs, doesn't matter. Minuteman has every single one of them. Just go on ahead and hit them up, MinutemanTickets.com, or give them a call at 614-943-3000. Get rid of all those fees and tell them about where you heard them from right here on Craft Food Sports. <laughs> we really got work on the ending of that read yeah it gets really jumbled every single time it doesn't matter who does it. i don't know why always, the, the, yeah, it's yeah. just awkward about the way that it comes tell out them where, where you, you heard, heard them about them yeah. from us crap <laughs> uh, hey all right go ahead <laughs> you heard <laughs> all right so speaking of something that you may not have heard about because it was very under the radar and I, was it televised was this thing televised? pay-per-view okay pay-per-view all the more reason that nobody heard about it because nobody's paying to see this anyway nfl <laughs> <laughs> NFL players were in this tournament style, uh, forty yard dash uh, tournament thing, and forty yards of gold, baby. Yeah, it's called forty yards of gold, and they just you know went up against each other, running forty yard sprints. Fast forward to the end, Marquise Goodwin of the 49ers won the whole thing. It was supposed to take home a million dollars. But all the other participants were also supposed to take home you know various prize amounts, <laughs> and some guys were just getting like appearance fees or whatever. Well, it turns out this might be the Firefest of uh, NFL events <laughs> because um, the co-founder, uh, Charles Stewart, said that every participant was going to get paid. But at the event, they were all given they, – they were straight up this – was, this was like one of the blackest things ever. And I would know because I've done it before. They were given checks and, the, and everybody was told – Here's your check, but hey, don't cash that till Friday. I'm going to need you to hold on to that because I got the funds. They're coming, but they're not quite there. So don't cash that till Friday, bro. Like, that's just a poor person everywhere thing. Well, whatever. A, I've done that several times. I, I'm just – I'm saying. I mean, it's just one of those things that it, it's very well known. In the <laughs> At hood. least they didn't hit him with like a, uh, hey, man, yeah, we're just going to mail that. You just sit tight. We'll mail that out. Well – 
then they followed up. Friday rolls around and, hey, don't cash those checks. By the way, just rip those up. We're going to give you direct deposit. Give us information for a direct deposit. We'll, we'll get you there. <laughs> Fast forward to this week. That was uh, a couple weeks ago. Nobody's been paid yet. Still nobody's been paid yet. Shocking. Shocking. And that, uh, uh, the, the agents for all of these players are starting to get a, a little concerned that they might have been scammed. What? What? I don't believe it. <laughs> this was hosted by Chad Ochocinco. And if we can't trust Chad Ochocinco to deliver a million dollars, what can we trust in this world? I just need to know if anybody was, you know, doing something that they uh, otherwise wouldn't have been doing to get water for this event. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying, I had no idea where you were going with that at first. Yeah, I knew uh, I knew it would click though. Way to save that one. Uh, all right, well, let's go from running the 40s to running some distance. Uh, there was a distance runner, uh, an Ethiopian distance runner, who was running in the Diamond League meet this Whatever week. Whatever that is, no idea. Don't don't know this guy's name. I can't. It's you know distance running. He was running the 5,000 meters, and he's African. He's from Ethiopia, yeah, you know, and he was leading the charge uh, and crossed the finish line, started waving to the crowd, celebrating, super excited, uh, and then it re- he realized, whoops, there's one more lap left. <laughs> <laughs> so dude's uh, celebrating, realizes everybody else is still running this race, and I, I want to know what's going through his mind, because you know he's like, yes, yeah, what are they doing? Oh, Why are they crap. still going? Yeah. Ended up uh, running the last lap, came in ninth or tenth place in the race. <laughs> like, just totally uh, blew oh, it all. Going from winning the whole thing to coming in almost dead last in the race. This is the same guy, too. I found out this guy uh, a couple years ago at a meet, his teammate, uh, he thought his teammate had pushed him. So he, like, pulled the shorts of his teammate as he came across. They both fell. They were both disqualified. Like, this guy has a history of dumb stuff. Just horrible racing. Track. Yeah, just really bad at how racing. Does keep, <laughs> how does he keep getting invites and bids to these things? Maybe for the pure entertainment exactly. value. Exactly. Right. It's like, what's this dude going to do next? We got to have this guy here because we know he'll do something stupid. Wow. It was It was the exact same. And I take that back. It was the exact same race last year is when oh, it so happened. Oh, the exact same one? Yeah. yeah they, they got He's into getting a yearly it invite for the rest of his life. Yeah, they're just going to be like, this dude is always coming back. Uh, it reminded me, when I read this story, it reminded me of the time I went to my buddy's bachelor party. Uh, we went to the horse track and a, a dude in the group put a bunch of money on this horse that was like 30 to 1 odds to win. We're watching this horse come around and it's like way ahead of everybody. And this dude's screaming in the, he's like, get up, get up, get up. The horse crosses. He goes nuts. We're all high-fiving each other. And then every, we notice everybody's looking at us. They had another lap to go (laughs) and his horse came in dead last. (laughs) That is the exact same thing. The exact same thing. Since when did they do one more than one lap on a horse track? I it's it like a, I, I, it might have been like a lap and a half or something. Oh. Like, I mean, we were boozed up, man. It's a bachelor party. I'm yeah. I mean, that's fine. I just I, I only remember or just the one time around. The I track. only remember it because of how absolutely embarrassing it was <laughs> to be in that group. Like that's I was like, oh, hilarious. dudes, we gotta go. Right, we gotta leave like right now. Cash in any. Anything you got, we're out because I can't sit here and have Look these, at these clowns. <laughs> these old dudes just. <laughs> That's what it was. It was old, of course, old, it was. Old guys. That's that who hangs out at the track. <laughs> they, they live there. 
man. All right. Uh, so in this next story, this next story, I would have been all over this back in the day. Uh, Dude, this story. Because, uh, you know, it's that time of year. Madden's coming out soon. But uh, EA releases the uh, ratings for all the players. Which did you see Khalil on. Mack is like the best player in I Madden? did not. I didn't Khalil see. Khalil Mack I, is the highest rated player It happened when I was, I think, in D.C. when the ratings actually dropped. And so I didn't go back and look or whatever. And so I didn't really hear anything. Um, but yeah, so all the ratings are out and that means everybody's complaining or boasting or whatever about all the different ratings. You got guys that'll whine to EA about how things aren't right and all that other stuff. The, hang on, before you go on, that's got to be the greatest job in the world, right? Like Madden you get EA to Raider. Yeah, Madden EA Raider has to be the greatest profession that's Cause, available. Because you've got professional athletes coming up to you like schmoozing, like schmoozing you, yeah. trying to get better And ratings. I always see the pictures where the dudes are like standing there at like practices and they got their yeah. EA Sports and coat super on. And, nerds. Oh yeah, well. So I mean, I know, but still, <laughs> you're, you're still you're rating for a video. Game. Right. Yeah. You are the nerdiest of nerds. Uh, well, this one speaks to uh, Joe here because the Browns third string quarterback uh, who might not even make the team because, I mean, third string quarterbacks <laughs> these days, some teams carry him, some teams don't. So he might not even be there when the team's starting. But he issued a challenge to reward everybody out there that's playing Madden. The first person who can do this otherwise seemingly worldless feat uh, David Blow, which I, I think is hilarious that his name's David Blow. Uh, he's rated 48 <laughs> overall. And once he discovered that he was 48 overall, he tweeted out, quote, seeing as 48 might be the lowest QB rating ever, face palm emoji, I've got $250 for the first person who can win league MVP and the Super Bowl on all Madden mode with me, David Blow, at quarterback. Good luck, crying, laughing emoji. Yeah, it ain't happening. There's no way, right? There's no way. The only, well, <laughs> not on all Madden mode. If you put it on easy, yeah, you got this. Well, and the only Rookie, way what the, is the I the, the only way anymore. the only way that you might be able to kind of manipulate it is if you make sure you do a bunch of like QB running plays with them and try to like cheat and rack up stats that way. So you can get a bunch of if you get anywhere <laughs> in the in, you know near the red zone or whatever, you're you're making sure that you're running, and so he gets all the rushing. Going. But actually throwing, I mean, it's got to be so god awful and impossible. And I'm sure he's, it's not like he's a fast guy or anything. So all them slants, baby. Yeah, this isn't plans. a Lamar Jackson type situation <laughs> where you're like, well, I'll just scramble to a bunch and have a... No. I mean, you're going to have to try to manipulate it. But it'll be interesting because <laughs> I know right now there's people who are at midnight going to go home and get started to do this. Because it won't even be for the 250 bucks. It'll just be, oh, I was the first person to do this. Right. You're right. Yeah, it's all for the, the bragging The rights. total prestige. Joe, uh, if you get the game, are you going to play as this dude since you're the, the Uber Browns fan? Uh, probably not because yeah. I won't get it when it comes out, so... There's no use. Yeah. I mean, well, and I feel like if you're a Browns fan. I'm just curious how long it'll take f- for somebody to do it. Because, I mean, I know be, people will be. It's going to be a while, right? Playing through a full season and then doing the Super Bowl and getting through the. Like, yeah. Because here's the funny part imagine getting through all Madden, like the entire 16 game season, and maybe you're, like, right there. And then you finish that last game. Yeah. And then finish like second in the MVP voting. <laughs> now you've got to start like all over again. What happens if you're uh, if you're playing and then the dude gets hurt? Like your player gets yeah, hurt, blows hurt. Like, yeah. You went through 16 games and then he gets. I'd be furious. The only way that you could kind of manipulate it that I was thinking is if you get to say the 16 game and you've got him in a position where he could win it. 
And like I said, if you've never switched a game, you save it just before the end of that game and just keep playing that 16th game of the season until you win the MVP. And then, okay, <laughs> save it from there. And then you get through, and then you, same thing with the Super Bowl. Once you get to the Super Bowl, you have that save marker where then you just keep playing it and playing it and playing it until you get Super Bowl MVP. So it might take you a little while, but in theory, you're not having to play like an entire Dude, you don't have time. Season. You got to be first. You got to get this done. Well, yeah, but I'm saying that's the only way. I mean, also, unless you're that good with him. Also, no Browns fans are playing this game without with being Baker. With like David you, Blow. <laughs> yeah, you are going to be... This is all just dudes who don't care about the Browns because every Browns fan is like, no, nah, that's cool, man. I'm going to be Baker Baker the touchdown maker. That's that's how I'm going to play this game. Touchdown or, rainmaker. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> Even they, they manipulate the system and just throw slant routes to OBJ and just keep on getting all get those yaks. Yeah, Rack up them yaks, yeah, baby. Get, get everything on yak. <laughs> But then you're contending with your own guy on MVP though, right. like so. So you're sitting there playing, hoping to get the Q, the MVP with blow. But your receivers are the ones that are getting all the stats and numbers. So they you got to spread the ball out. You can't go yeah, just OBJ. Exactly. You got to spread that sure ball you out. Moving around. Hit that tight end a few times. Good stuff. <laughs> all right, uh, let's talk some Big Three basketball. Big Three underway, as always. Big Three just bringing the heat. Super entertaining. Third season. Uh, I. Most people, me included, did not think it was going to last three seasons. I thought maybe two, especially after that first season when we. I think we talked about it. The over under was two, like right, when, because when it well, and, and we were saying, despite how excited we were and how much we enjoyed, we it were the first saying season. you weren't live, so right. that's a big strike against it you. Was a huge blow. Uh, and then they were, I don't even know, they weren't on regular cable, right? It was on it was Fox FS1. Yeah, FS1. So and that's so, yeah, you couldn't get you. on basic cable. But now you can find it on it. Fox. You get it live. Like it's a it's a legit league. Uh, they corrected all the errors, and apparently they're not even messing around when it comes to players uh, because this week the Big Three announced that to quote maximize competition, protect the health of players, and raise the level of professionalism. They decided to part ways with Baron Davis, Bonzi Wells, Jermaine O'Neal, and Lamar Odom. Mm. The, the same Lamar Odom. Big heart attack. The, the same dude who they used before the season to pump up this season. Like He was the guy that they were like, no, go, pro- go promo, go promo, go promo. Go do this podcast. Go do this talk show. Get this out here because you are the new – you're the name. Uh, you almost died, and now you're playing for us. That's great. Oh, by the way. You're done now. There's the door, Lamar. You out. <laughs> but we, you and I were discussing this earlier, and I respect it because here, here this league is, much like these other you know startup football leagues that keep coming and going and failing after one season. Ice Cube has made this thing successful in the third yeah. year. And despite having this guy that you've promoted and hyped and done all of your stuff around, has the balls to say, you know what? He sucks. He's not worth it. We're, he's out. That's We're awesome. Cutting. Yeah, like, I love This it. league is about competition, and we want it to be the best it can be, and he's not living up to the potential. You're done. Okay, but here's what's interesting about this. So the fact that they said protect the health of the players – that kind of made me think that maybe there's something else going oh, on. Here. Oh no, I totally think that this dude wasn't actually ready or in basketball shape. And but they, do you think that's like something game. with Lamar's history? Do you think there's something there where like Lamar is getting could, into drugs again, and could, like the fact that he's could, traveling around to these cities is putting him at risk? The fact that he said he suffered twelve heart attacks and six strokes. Yeah, that's no good. You, and you're, all not, that, and you're just not like playing shape if you're doing that. I, I mean, like they might they might be doing it for his own safety. They might have just looked and watched and saw and like, you know what, Lamar, like you, you need to worry about your own health. You need to not be playing competitive basketball and we're worried right. about you. So, we're going to do you the favor of just 
cutting you off. Yeah. So you're not even able to do this. And they're not like banned from the league, so they could potentially right. come back. I mean, honestly, it kind of and, and if he is that bad and it is a health thing that they're concerned about, you don't want dude having suffering some sort of catastrophe on the court, then that brings all sorts of bad pub. Like, what if he had another heart attack or a seizure or stroke on the court? Right. So exactly. I mean, you're saving your own skin. Like, it's like also, hey, get out of here. Now that all those guys are gone, uh Big Baby's definitely the the best personality in the league, right? Like, I mean, without sure. a doubt, big, no doubt, it's got to be Big Baby. With him stripping after getting ejected from a game, Absolutely. that is the best thing that's happened to Big Three this year. <laughs> uh, I'm catching up on on the Facebook chat here. Uh, big Joe says, save markers. Scott plays way too much video games. There's no denying that. <laughs> None. Uh, Daniel Chancellor, big chance. I haven't seen that name pop in here in a while. Shout out, Chance. He said, hit that tight end a few times. That's what he said. <laughs> uh, and Matt Barr, host of 4th and Gold Podcast, says, no Bonzi, no bar. He's out once Bonzi got cut. Uh, I uh, that's never. The, I, I mean, Bonzi Wells played for the Kings for a little bit, the, uh, but I, I guess I've never a, been a Bonzi Wells. I guy. guess that's a risk you run though uh, when you when you make a move like this and cut some of the bigger names in your league. You run right. the risk of the the casual people. But being it's like, it's a high risk. <laughs> Joe's looking at me like Bonzi Wells is a name, right? That's a name. He is not. Those four people are not the biggest names. Not in the, the biggest, league. but the bigger name. They're no bigger names. No, the, the Baron Davis though. Dude, Baron Davis Baron, is one of the yeah. bigger names. I mean, hasn't Baron Davis been in the league for? while no i think this was his first year wasn't it he mm. wasn't in the league the first year for sure maybe, oh, yeah, this maybe. Been his first. Oh. i was gonna say maybe he was in there last year but he definitely wasn't in the first year but that's a big name so that was more shocking to me than lamar odom yeah but then again the thing about baron davis is he's always been i'm gonna eat and so like he, i'm pretty sure he ate his way out of the nba like baron was great when he wanted to be he also didn't want to be a lot it's just like ah. i mean newcomers include like gilbert arenas yeah gilbert joe johnson, johnson. Yeah. you got no joe, and joe johnson yeah, is blowing up the league yeah. he's the mvp of the league so and there you was a, a there point. was a fight earlier this year so i'm just stuck on lamar odom that's because <laughs> i watch a lot of keeping up with the kardashians that's why I know uh, right, there, there it is that's <laughs> that's basically what it boils down to all right moving on to uh this next one is uh a technological air kind of kind of yeah uh so the american hockey league uh the ahl is a, most people thank know you for clarifying yeah. i wasn't sure what the acronym well, for american hockey League. well no was it's be. funny because when i saw it there <laughs> I only ever hear it referred to as the AHL. If you asked me before today what the AHL stand for, I would have guessed You couldn't that. even figure it out? No, I would have oh, just okay. guessed it, but it was one of those things. Where I was like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. I never really see it written all the way out. I always just see the acronym. <laughs> anyway, uh, the app yesterday sent out a push notification uh, that confirms that Skynet is real and computers are soon taking over. Either that or somebody hacked the system and uh, screwed everything up, which is more likely than the Skynet thing. But the off-season alert that they pushed out was it was the same day that it was supposed to be announced what the season opening matchups are going to be. Everybody was keeping an eye on the phone. Instead, the notification came out, quote, Stuart Zimmel, since I have no way to contact you, uh, R, and that's what he said. It said R. Uh, oh, you owe me nearly $6,000. I would ask you contact me about payment. Also, I am filing a workplace report against you for threatening <laughs> to punch me in the throat. Numerous times. Numerous. And, yeah, numerous. I'm assuming he meant numerous, but uh, whatever. Anyway, uh, so the backstory is that uh, Stuart Zimmel is actually the COO of Hockey Tech, and uh, both he and Ian Bowman used to work for Buzzer Apps. Ah. And Buzzer Apps 
uh, was bought out by Hockey Tech, and that's who does the push alerts and everything. Now, so once you connect the dots, seems that Bowman is the one who probably hacked the system and put out this little grievance, which is hilarious. It's awesome. I wish I was subscribed to get this alert. Right. I could only imagine looking at my phone and seeing something like that from, you know, I get all sorts of push alerts from ESPN. And there was a a ESPN alert that went out like two years ago that was something and it was an accident they they had sent out something but it wasn't like this where it was a personal message that somebody hacked it it was just they sent out something and then I remember them sending out like an apology like oops you know we didn't mean to you know push that out or whatever they, Hockey Tech did the same thing here and they sent out an alert like after they got everything figured out but this is the most baller way to get somebody. Dude, like, this is so awesome. And also, you keep ignoring my advances and telling, or you know, everybody there that I owe you or you owe me money, and you're dodging me, not not paying up. Also, on the flip side, if you're that dude and you get the alert on your phone and you just look and you're like, whoa, because that's <laughs> that's the dude. Like, yes, it is baller, and that's a cool move to do, and I love it, and and props to that guy, but. That's the one I'm thinking of is imagine your phone buzzes and it's like, ah, what's this? Oh, And it's a personal message God. from your app. Yeah, from the <laughs> app that you helped create. That's unreal. And I love it. And uh, Good stuff. I want more of that. All right. Let's get into this last story, which would have been perfect if we had our guest on tonight. Uh, but unfortunately, Joe Gregory is in the air right now. His flight was delayed, so he's not able to talk to us tonight. Uh, but the Grand Junction Rockies, which are uh, – it's like a Colorado Rockies affiliate. I want to say it's like low A ball. I was going to say it's got to be low They're A. not, they're, you know, lower on the, the spectrum here. Uh, but they put out a tweet recently that said, the GJ Rockies are not considering changing their name and never have. We are owned by a group led by the Colorado Rockies and having a team on the West Slope helps build their brand. Suggesting we would be called the GJ Chubbs is offensive and a slang <laughs> sexual term for erection. <laughs> Unprompted, they just pop that out in the Twitterverse, and everybody's like, "Wait, what just happened? To, who suggested you with the chubs?" <laughs> they then hit a, a subtweet, and they were like, "The GJ Rockies," which I hate that they call themselves the GJ Rockies because that's super annoying uh, to say. They said, "Pride ourselves on providing fun family entertainment, and suggesting inappropriate name changes will not be tolerated. Anyone who continues to suggest the GJ Chubs in any way will be blocked from our account." <laughs> this all started because there's a guy in Grand Junction who felt like. The GJ Rockies is a stupid name for the team. It has nothing to do with Grand Junction as a, an area. Yes, they're tied to the Rockies so in affiliation, weird. but they're nowhere near the Rocky Mountains. Like but, they, but the fact that the team went on felt the need to right address that. Right, <laughs> and the crazy thing is he's not talking about anything other than a fish. It's a fish that was native to Grand Junction. It almost went extinct. It battled back from extinction. And this dude is like, well, this fish is like synonymous with Grand well, Junction. That, that was going to be my other thing. They immediately went to the slang use of Chubb. Right. I thought, isn't there other things that Chubb Plenty are of other before <laughs> you get to that? <laughs> yeah. The humpback Chubbs is what this guy said well, they should be like, We will not name ourselves after Nick Chubb, the Browns running back. That is not appropriate. They went straight to the small version. You know of the owners direction. of Grand Junction are like sitting there just 
furious about the really University weird. of South Carolina. They're like, I can't believe they call themselves <laughs> the Cocks. This is disgusting. <laughs> uh, but but this dude has come out and said, like, there's legit reasons why he wanted them to be the Humpback Chubs. And on top of that, minor league baseball just has fun team nicknames. Like They've all got the, weird names. The fact that they're the Grand Junction, Grand Junction Rockies, they stand out as, like, the anti-fun team because you don't have one of those cool nicknames like the Tin Caps or uh, – they're they're the so isotopes. dumb because much like those those hats during the <laughs> during the nineties that everybody bought just because they said cocks. Yeah, imagine all of the merchandise you could sell just because you were called the Chubs the and Chubs. people immediately associate it with that. Who Even though you'd be like, exactly. oh hey, we're talking about the fish. People wouldn't care. They would just buy something exactly. that said Chubs, like uh, exactly. Chubs. So they're missing out on the whole thing, like because they're being stodgy old white dudes. Unreal. Uh, Grand Junction Rockies, I will never be together. a fan of you guys. Uh, this has been Upper Deck brought to you, as always, by Minuteman Tickets and by the Chubs. <laughs> I mean, I renamed the show to the Chub, like the Chub Report. Can we do? Can we be the Chub Report? Yeah. No. <laughs> All right. Well, Joe shot that down immediately. I guess we're not that's, doing that. That's fair. I don't blame you on that one. All right. Let's. Uh, you want to talk some baseball to start it off? Like, let's get the. <laughs> You know I want to I was going to say, baseball. let's get this out of the way because nobody else wants to hear about baseball, so let's get it out of the way first. Uh, Anthony Wayne, by the way, chiming in with that Westbrook news. Uh, you late. Yeah, we, we hit that at the top of the show there. And the Lakers uh, also still suck, so there's that. <laughs> Chance uh, is agreeing with you, by the way, about the Chubs. Can you imagine Jersey and merch sales? 100% Seriously. right. Uh, and Matt Barr says a minor league team should be pumped to be called the Chubs. They are definitely just missing out on this gold mine of an opportunity that they have here. Uh, Idiots. All right. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's talk some baseball. So the All Star Game happened. Who cares? Yeah, that, that was a thing. Uh, that uh, other than the fact the National that, League lost for the seventh straight year. <laughs> other than the fact that the Cleveland Indians could not get their scoreboard correct throughout the All Star Game. Joe, you want to address and us? Kept putting up the wrong pit, the wrong pictures of players. They spelled names wrong. I mean, it which, was uh, awful. We've had Chris Pankow on here, who operates a scoreboard for the Reds. Yeah, and he had texted me and you know was telling me about this this whole thing. And he's like, I don't know what they could have possibly done because all you, all we do is pull it from Statcast. There's nothing. You're not remaking anything so the fact that they screwed it up means could it have been wrong on statcast side then like it no. was just messed up on there no because i mean statcast is the official thing i mean why how statcast gonna have it messed up like just basic names and logos i mean co- putting cody bellinger's head behind a, a braves logo i mean <laughs> that wouldn't happen i mean you know statcast doesn't have that i did think it was funny that uh they put up uh degrom's picture for uh Whatever the heck the the other Mets guy there. That yeah, was. yeah. Was like, the, the other guy, not Alonzo, because that dude was actually personally offended the other by guy it. not named Alonzo. <laughs> McNeil, I think his name is, but he was he was really upset because he's like, oh, my family was there, and then my picture didn't come up. They're all waiting for my picture on the big board, and uh, then Degrom's <laughs> picture come up. Uh, it was it's kind of upsetting, and it's like, are you? That worried about it? You're, like, you're at the All Star game, right? Who cares? Really? Your picture on the jumbotron is like the least of your concern. I wouldn't even notice the jumbotron if I'm playing. Like unless somebody pointed it out to me, I probably wouldn't even notice that right. it happened. Really weird. Uh, but the big story from the week was the home run derby. It was Michael Divorce says, "Chop on, yay! <laughs> Hell yeah, chop on!" I I will say I 
I'm normally the prisoner of the moment guy on this show. I'm the one that as soon as something But you cool were absolutely happens, not. This was the best home run derby ever. It was Easily. the greatest. And it's all thanks to Vlad Guerrero. It's actually that second round between Vlad well, and Jock. I was just going to say, I was like, it's thanks it. to both of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, Vlad put on a show. Like, even in the first but round. Peters, but Peterson totally responded. That's yeah. the thing. I mean, he, he could have easily folded and just. Well, and that was the best part when they interviewed him before that. And he was like. Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna go out there and swing. Like I got, I got nothing to lose at this but point. But you could he just tell, put a 29. though, he was determined. I mean, like halfway through, once you he realized he, he was in striking distance, he was like, "I got this." He was, I got he, this. He did not just, you know, lay down. There was there'd be so many other guys that just be like, "All right, this dude hit 30." I, I mean, you know, whatever. I, it's over. Yeah, and he he went out there and did it, and then. Did it again. I mean, they the, had to go to three separate playoff Yeah, we went to, we went to uh, swing off twice, three swing, swing off, which I was super pumped to see. I, when they mentioned that route, I was like, oh, that sounds fun. I'd like to see that. Uh, the one thing I did notice, a lot of quick pitches this year. They just threw that it's rule right thing. out the window. It's just a thing now. It's no, whatever. but that was a big thing. In 2015, oh, no, I, know. In 20, I still get text messages from my buddy who will tease me that Todd Frazier's brother quick pitched him, and that's the only reason why he won that home run <laughs> derby. <laughs> but that's like out the window now. They were just like, go ahead, just, just who fire wants to when see ready. Me hit some dingers. Which, yeah. But that's the thing. A lot of dinger slingers. <laughs> they're, to, they're to see hit, home runs hit, so I don't care how they're right, hit. Just, like, keep, just, just keep throwing You want to swing 60 times in 10 minutes? Go. Go for it, man. Right. I want to see it. Tear your oblique doing it. I don't care. <laughs> Just make sure they're going over the fence. As long as you're not a red. Uh, if you're a red, go ahead. Take your time. You don't oh, need yeah, to win yeah. this I thing. I, I was like, Acuna put on his show in the first round, and I was like, okay, cool. That was, that was enough. Because usually the Braves players go and – Chipper got embarrassed in Colorado, hit like 10 and got eliminated in the first round. Freddie Freeman was there last year, didn't do much. Usually it's just a disappointment when the Braves are there. So Kenya did his thing and everybody was all, oh, wow, he's in the fields and really bragging about it. Everybody said like, he We're was done. the most impressive. Yeah, I was like, As, I'm good. That's all I needed. Yeah, with, can with stop all the records that Vladdy set, everybody said that Acuna was the, the more impressive guy because he was spraying. Like it was everywhere. And then, of course, Alonzo won. But here's the thing. Remember when Josh Hamilton put on that show and yeah, ended up that. losing that home run derby? Nobody remembers who won that home run Everybody derby. Everybody will remember that Vladdy. Everybody that, is going to remember this home run derby because of Vladimir Guerrero yeah. Jr. Nobody's ever going to remember that Pete Alonso won this except for lousy Mets fans who have nothing else better to go on <laughs> for themselves. So there's that. So yay, the Mets won for, something this season. For Mets fans though, like at least they have something to cheer about now this year. And that's exactly how the Athens. Reds were. It's, that's exactly how the Reds were in 2015. It was like the Mets should have nothing to cheer for this. ever. <laughs> <laughs> Them and Yankees fans don't care. Uh, but it was a super entertaining home run derby. It was good. The it was only nice thing, to see. the only thing that I could see to make this an improved thing in the home run derby, they should give them metal bats. Oh, that would be great. At least the home run derby, Imagine right? All like it. I know Joe mentioned doing metal bats in the league, but right? At least in the home run derby, Im- give- imagine that all the home runs and all the pings. All oh, the pings. All oh, <laughs> the would pings be would so be good. so great. I mean, I'm here for that. That would be. I mean, that would be super fun to see if if we gave them metal bats. I'm on board. Yeah. And imagine. So I think Guerrero hit the longest one, which was 476. I think ended up being the the. I think Could so. you imagine <laughs> what it on, would a be metal bat? on a right. metal bat? Right, right, and and 530 feet. The baseball purists can't get upset about it because who cares? It's a home run derby. Well, and there's it's no stats like, kept. Right. It's just it's a, a one off event, which is why it's kind of nice. Yeah. It, there's nothing. There's nothing on the line. Do it's some just, fun stuff with the derby, like. 
And speaking of nothing being on the line, you and I talked about it. That was another reason why this one was so great. They've you know tweaked things the last few mm. years, but putting money on the line yep, and having yep. these guys, you know, it's only a million bucks, which you know, only a million. Well, no, triple the salary that Alonso had for this. Well, right, year. and it's only a million bucks. So you're you know your higher profile guys. You know, if Harper was doing it, the million dollars being on the line, it's not really enticing him. That's not you know right. That's two days of a bat's worth of salary for him, so he doesn't care. But when you got all these guys like Acuna and Alonzo and all that who are on their first contracts, haven't gone through arbitration or have signed these deals, and they're not making that much money anyway, a million bucks is a huge deal. So it seemed like guys were super into it. Nobody was just there going through the motions. It was fun. Right. It was definitely a lot of fun. Joe, you're not a baseball fan. Did you enjoy this home run derby this year? Didn't watch it. No, okay. Dude, that was enough. coming. <laughs> uh, speaking of another thing, he didn't watch the uh, this All Star game was the highest rated All Star game of all the All Star games. So really? Not. Yes. That's uh, kind of interesting. For, I, I think they said the second that. year in a row. I believe uh, Matt Barr does make a good point. Metal uh, Metal bats would murder fans. I don't care. So don't you, care. You rip one down the line and put up nets. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they, the MLB did say that there were half as many kids this year in the outfield than there were in previous years. So they cut down. It did look like there were less yeah. kids out there than usual. Because they're not really catching anything They don't anymore. do anything, right. <laughs> like just, people are just hitting them as far as yeah. they, they don't need them. Right. Well, and when they do catch it, it's, it's just, just a, a bunch of them swarm, chasing them. Yeah, it's a swarm of yeah. bees that run into each other and fall <laughs> down. And it's like, great catch, kid. Good job. Way to be. Um and who are those kids out there? How do you get picked to be that kid? Is that just players' kids? Uh, like, that's got to be who I that used, is. I used to think that, but I, I don't know if that's the case. Because there's always – it's like there's a bunch of little kids, but then you always see like who's clearly like a 15 or 14-year-old Yeah, year that's old just out catching there. way above everybody yeah. else. And so I don't know how the, you get selected for that. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know either, but I do I, – I did enjoy this home run derby. I, I think if you missed out on this derby, you missed out on the best one we've seen ever uh, yeah. hands down uh, but Verlander was not happy about it and Verlander's not happy about home runs in general this was the big story out of baseball this week uh, Verlander is cranky and you would think if you're going home to Kate Upton every day you just got a smile ear to ear baby you don't and care what else is World going Series on yeah you two do years not ago care. that's what is uh, he is a miserable man and his he started the all-star game so his pitching life's going well right. it's not like he's struggling right and and yes he is uh, he's saying that MLB has juiced the baseballs to try to get more home runs and he pointed to the fact that his home run total is up he's almost reached his highest home run total Ever in his career, and it's home runs half, yeah, and it's yeah. a halfway point of the season, so he's definitely going to blow past the target. But he's saying that MLB bought Rawlings, and they've changed the ball, and they're juicing the ball to try to get more home runs. Uh, Manfred came out and said, "Why would we do that? The owners don't even like it. We know why you do that. Man. Come on, <laughs> come on, Rob. Why would you, you do fooling? that? Because you're struggling because, with attendance. Because everybody everything. wants dinger slingers. That's why right. you would juice the balls. Is because everybody wants the dingers. Um, so because <laughs> we all lived through 1998, <laughs> right? <It's, laughs> everybody remembers that McGuire Sosa chase, and that's all any baseball fan is like. Man, I wish we could get back to that. <laughs> everybody loved baseball. What then. a year that was. Man, when people would watch." Watch like games that they didn't care about just to see Maguire or Sosa rip one. Oh, the best. Those idiots who watch baseball games that they don't have stock in. Those losers. <laughs> I can't believe that people used to do that, man. Somebody did that nowadays. They'd be the ultimate pathetic son of a bee. <laughs> I think I mean, I hope baseball is juicing the balls. I would I there's no doubt in my mind that they are. I don't care if they are. That's the thing. I mean, right. if they are, whatever. It doesn't it doesn't really matter. No, I yeah, exactly. Like, I don't I don't I'd rather care than, at all. I, here's the thing. Which would you rather have juice, the players or the balls? 
Mm. The balls. I mean, I, I would rather I would rather have the balls be juiced. That's so a good everybody question. Why has, wasn't that our would you rather? Joe, would you rather have the players or the balls juiced? Uh, I guess the balls. <laughs> I mean, seriously, though. I just love level, that Joe's like, I still don't care either well, way. No, I know, but you I mean, can juice just, up whatever you want. I don't care. Just thinking about it is just, okay, <laughs> at least if you're looking for the whole level playing field thing, and we know that not everybody was using steroids, so there's the competitive advantage. Well, if all of the balls are juiced, then, hey, everybody's right. on the same field. Right? So then it doesn't matter. It's just it's kind of like half-price sushi. No, that's just always the price if it's always half-price. <laughs> so if the ball is juiced, then it's just the ball. <laughs> it's not actually a juiced ball. It's just the ball because everybody's playing with the same ball. I got to be honest. This whole thing made me uh, dislike Justin Verlander a little bit more. And, and Wait, I- you disliked him before? A little bit. Really? Just a little bit. Oh, yeah. I've always loved Justin Verlander. This made him seem just – it is an odd – Whiny. I was going to say it was an whiny, odd flex. Bro. I mean it just – it seemed unnecessary because, again, if Justin Verlander was sitting there with a 10-run ERA, about to get kicked out of baseball, because, you know, couldn't find a job, and it's like, yeah, this juice baseball is basically affecting my career. You're starting the All-Star game, dude. So, right. So, I mean, you're pitching – the best, if not the best, of all pitchers in baseball. Hands on the best in, in the AL. Right, and so even if the ball is juiced, you're you're still going through it. So what what like what more do you need, man? Joe, do you think these balls really are juiced? Uh, I mean, just based on some numbers of what's come out, people doing stats. I mean, there are 14 teams right now on pace to beat the single season home run record of 267, the highest one right That's now. A lot. The twins, so the runs. twins are on pace to hit 302 home runs as a team. That's funny that's because a lot of home runs. That's funny because I can't name a single twin that would be that's in the like top ten. Joe Mauer. Yeah, Joe does, Mauer's Does Joe Mauer still there? play? I, don't, I, don't, I don't think. I thought Joe Mauer retired last year. Yeah, I don't know. No, but, but that's but that's the thing. They must have. It must just be a bunch of guys who have ten home runs because I don't know if the anybody, entire. They, team I know they have Miguel is, Sano. I, uh, uh, but I don't uh, – there's no guy that I can think of that's a Twins player that's at the top of the board when you're talking about, oh, leaders and home runs this season. Yeah, I mean all I can really think of in terms of leaders is like Yelich. That's the only one that right. comes Yelich to Right, Yelich and Bellinger. Like right. they've been doing it – but they've been doing and, it since the word – And Pete Alonso just because he's the rookie and right. he's like and they've been doing it since the word rookie. go. Yeah. But uh, individual-wise, everybody else, I definitely haven't heard of any Twins being there. So that's even crazier. That That means it's a team thing where a bunch of guys have, you know – 15 home runs Juice it up, baby. I say just juice it up. Let's just play with racquetballs. Forget baseballs. Play with racquetballs and just let them launch. That kind of, again, the numbers kind of suggest it. Because if you've got a bunch of guys who are all hitting the same baseball and all of a sudden guys who weren't hitting, like it's not lapsided. Before you just have power hitters. Maybe that's it. Look at the, uh, maybe that's what they need to do. Look at the stats of like, how, who's board. up from last year or the year before in terms of like their home run pace? Well, I would just think when you look at the numbers across the board from what they used to be, because it used to be, well, you've got this upper echelon of like 10 guys who've got, you know, 40 and, you know, upper 30s or whatever. And then everybody else is kind of in the mid-teens, eh, lower 20s or whatever. And that's kind of like your baseline. Well, now you're seeing that baseline has moved right to where right. 20 dingers is your average season for, you know, middle infielders. Remember middle infielders used to be? Middle infielders Oh, man, they like, hit 10 home runs. They had a great year. Now it's like, oh, yeah, they hit 20. I mean, middle infielders were like, did he just hit a line drive? What just happened? <laughs> right. That's crazy. And so now they're getting to 20. 
20 with ease. And so it's like, well, something's changed, right? <laughs> Let's crack this other beer, uh, our bonus beer for we the night. I- we uh, so I say. It's going to get icy. Uh, and then we'll talk about the rule changes in the Atlantic League because that's going to be a discussion that we're gonna about to have here because uh, I have feelings on this one. Uh, so this beer is coming to us. Our good friend of the show, Lindsay, got this for us. She she went to Platform mm. Brewing's uh, brew house here in Cincinnati and picked this one up. A very limited release from Platform. This was for the All-Star Game. Uh, this is Icy, and Icy is another uh, sour style beer, 5.6% ABV. Uh, they say, quote, brewed with our good friends from Brew Nuts and Homage uh, – Homage, 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 I homage, remember. homage. I can't remember. Homage. Every time I see it, I'm like, is it homage or is it yeah. Homage. homage? Yeah, I never know. T-shirt maker. I pronounce it differently. T-shirt every time. maker from Clifford. Right, me so, too. Because that uh, way, right. somebody's gonna hear me pronounce it right. right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is a slushy style sour that uh, is basically an ode to the summer staple. The Icy. Uh, It's their own twist. They say they've got raspberry, pineapple, orange. It's uh, thick, smooth, hits all the fruit notes. They added lactose and vanilla to give a little bit of a sweetness flavor to it. So which one was this supposed to be? Uh, this is just icy. There was only one. No, okay, because you were saying, oh, oh, it's wait, just got it's got oh, all of those fruit flavors all of into those it. In there. Yes, okay, yeah. I thought this was kind of like the the haterade where it was like, okay, there's individual no, no, no. flavors. It's, no, this one has oh, all. Oh my god! <laughs> that's that's why you were sitting there introducing it, and I'm like, oh, this is oh, good. Oh, that is a good beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, platform crushed it on this, this one. This is fantastic. It tastes just like you, if you let this a slushy melt. Icy. Oh, this is so good. <laughs> Oh my god! A little bit of booze in it. Yeah, Joe, uh, how you feeling about the icy? It's really good. <laughs> no, and you, you know, know it's good if Joe so says were, it's really good. Well, and so you were naming. I mean, I mean it's like well, and good, you, good, it is right? Good, and you were naming good. everything so in there, and I can literally taste. It's like okay, so it tastes like the blueberry slushy, the cherry slushy. Yeah. Like it tastes like each one. I can taste all of them in each drink. The snozberries oh taste like snozberries. This is such a good brew. Man. I love this. Uh, now this is this my was, sour. This is so. Unfortunately, this was a really limited release. Like they only had fifteen cases available in Cincinnati. Uh, so if you didn't get it, you Ooh. probably aren't going to get it. But good lord, this is dangerous. Uh, Matt Barr says it sounds like a hangover in a can. Absolutely, this oh god, is this is a mess. You one hundred percent a hangover in a can. You going to be so good. You are going to need some morning recovery after this one. And morning recovery is uh, a <laughs> sponsor of the show. You can get some morning recovery at morelabs.com, and we got the hookup for you. Use the code Sports, and you're going to get twenty percent off that order. And you won't have a hangover. You can drink all the ices you want, no hangover. This I can is drink so this good. Forever. It is so good. I can't get over how delicious this beer is. And you know what's funny? It's cocaine in a can. When baby. we put up when we put up the picture on Instagram of the new speakeasy, Lindsay commented and was like, "I had a dream that you guys hated icy." <laughs> and I was like, well, "Oh, I, I don't. You know, we're drinking it tonight. We'll it was all out. a dream. Uh, it was all a dream because, <laughs> good lord, is this delicious! All right, as we drink this, let's talk about these rule changes in the Atlantic League. I'm not so, gonna lie, this hater is getting pushed to the side. <laughs> <laughs> Seconded. Hand me the icy. All right, let's talk about uh, these Atlantic rules changes. So, for those of you that don't know, the Atlantic League is an independent league. They're not affiliated, but they are partnered with the MLB and the MLB uses this league to like test out all kinds of crazy stuff. This is basically their trial league and the Atlantic league. This isn't uh 
Florence Freedom aren't in the Atlantic League, are they? I don't think so. Okay. I think they're just independent. No, they're in the Frontier, they're in they're the frontier, frontier. League. Yes, yeah, Frontier. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, so anyways, the Atlantic League did something during their All-Star game where they experimented with robot umpires. There was a machine that was connected to an app in an, uh, that was on an iPhone in the umpire's pocket that had a Bluetooth headset and the app would call balls and strikes for the umpire. So it, it was based on like all these different so was readings. The ump still there signaling? The ump was still there signaling. He would call based out whatever what the computer the, said. Yeah. Okay. And they said that there, there needs to be a human there in case the app was just totally malfunctioning, was mm-hmm. like way off. Right, uh, makes sense. There's also glitches where if a ball bounces before the plate and then goes through the strike zone, the, it, it registers it, it as a strike. <laughs> like, so there has to be an umpire there to be like, yeah, no, that was a ball, bro. You were totally wrong on that so one, Skynet robot. So Skynet isn't fully realized. Not yet, yet but okay. they're getting there. They, yeah. They're learning. Um, but yeah, so this is uh, this is a, a big time change. It's something that everybody is clamoring for is robot umps to at least call balls and strikes mm-hmm. because how are we – you can see the fox track and you can see a strike that's clearly in the strike zone, but the umpire called it a ball and it's like – Dude, come on. That's, right. that's a strike. What, do you, what are we doing? And the fact that you have the technology to show this like box track and you can't use that to call balls and strikes is bananas to me. Right. So this was the first game to actually do it, and supposedly it went off without a hitch. There were no issues. I feel uh, like this is one of those, though, that has been rumored and talked about over the years that I don't think would be widespread criticized. I think – this would actually be no. embraced by even yeah. the the purest of baseball fans. Mm, I don't know about that. There's no, always I mean, those stodgy I, I, guys that I know, are like, well, it, there's it, a human it, element. You're, blah, you're, blah, I know blah. you're not going to please everybody, but I'm saying of all of the suggested rule changes and just changes to the game in general, this one would be met with the least amount of resistance. Like I feel like you're this would be right. even met with least resistance than instant replay was because mm. you're just talking about the fundamental strike zone. Right. And everybody wants that to be called right. And everybody, like you said, can see it on TV. So if there's a way to have that nailed every single time, less people are going to argue with that than any of the other things where it's like, well, it fundamentally changes the game. The one thing I don't get, though, is how does this know the strike zone based on the player? That's like my question, because if a little yeah. dude gets up there and he's got that tiny strike zone, but it's set to like certain parameters, well, I'm he's going got, up there. He's got I'm swing going, at one of his eyes. I'm going up there, Ricky style, and crouching right, over. Right. <laughs> just like my strike zone is one inch. Good luck, computer. Oh, I walked. My, my on base percentage was a thousand this year because I just kept walking. Well, and that's the other thing. So if it is based on like how the player, like if you crouch, does it mess up the uh, the the app? What what happens? Yeah, I don't with know. This? I, I've wondered that. So many questions. I, I think that's why they've never been able to hammer it out do you guys think that umpires have free reign to is there going to be like the two-minute report for basketball or it'll be a report that comes out with how many uh, times the umpire listened to the, the to app. the machine well, yeah, or did they have, how 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 free reign to, right? how free reign is this ump, umpire the ump that goes rogue who's yeah, like how I don't rogue care is what this? that was well, that was a strike when i saw it and, and the then, computer was wrong so yeah i guess in the in the uh in the big leagues, it wouldn't necessarily work in the minor leagues, but in the big leagues, if you're watching the game, you wouldn't have Fox Track. You would have whatever this app is showing. So people would know right off the bat if the umpire overruled a call. Right? Like, they, because they would just replace it. I would imagine you would just replace it and go off of this and then say, wait, what is this guy doing changing these calls every time? But, like, do you think it's going to be written that they have? Well, if you're asking them to make a call of whether it was way high, but it still went over the plate or whatever. Right. Like, then they're going to have to have, like, this leash. I was going to say, there's still a certain amount of judgment. 
Yeah, there's definitely there. there's definitely some leeway for an umpire to overrule because, like I said, you could bounce one up there and it's going to call it a strike. So there's there's still some leeway for an umpire to be like, well, you got you got to calibrate this machine a little bit here, bro. Because <laughs> but Matt's making a good point about the the numbers not being released, but they're held accountable. I think that that would be a thing. I mean, you could go rogue as much as you want. But I'm guessing that you're getting called in the office right. if, if the data, data comes in and it's like, uh, you called all of these, you know, strikes and they weren't or vice versa or whatever. And, you know, all the other umpires aren't doing that. It's like, well, that's an easy fireable offense at that right. point. If it's like, well, you're just not listening to the, the technology <laughs> and we said you had to. So bye. Matt, Matt also said until you have tenure, well, then you get Angel Hernandez. Yeah, Angel Hernandez <laughs> will screw it up no matter what. But he's had a job forever and been blowing calls. So right. who knows? Remember when Bronson was like, yeah, sometimes it's cool to get Angel because it goes in your favor. Like, he's like, <laughs> yeah. he's like, sometimes it's, it's like, man, that shouldn't have been a strike. But yeah. thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, so that rule could get through. That could be something that they go for. This next rule that they're testing for the remainder of the uh, nope. the Atlantic League. Nope. The, listen to the baseball purist and the guy who doesn't care about baseball. Joe's over there shaking his head no. The Atlantic League is testing stealing first base. Dumb. Dumb. <laughs> Joe and so I didn't dumb. Even, Joe, Joe and I didn't even practice this. We didn't even confer on this. We both just independently think dumb. I love it and because, of course, dumb. I do you're because dumb. I'm the contrarian. <laughs> uh, but but it's it's such a I think it's such a unique idea. So basically, the idea is every pitch is live, doesn't matter, and you can treat any pitch like a drop third strike. So as soon as that pitcher throws it, go ahead and take off to first and run the risk no, no, of no, beating you, the catcher. I read it; it cannot be in the air. Right. I was just gonna say it can't be traveling to the plate. It could be it could be like a pass ball oh, or like he right. drops it. Well, I don't like this. Then. A, a I lazy, thought it was a lazy throwback to the pitcher, and he you know circles the mound yeah. or whatever, and you catch him sleeping and take off. You I don't like this no, now. I thought you could take off running during. That's the pitch. why when you were saying it, no. I was like, he doesn't understand it. No, I don't. I didn't <laughs> understand. This is what happens when you just read headlines. Yeah, and I don't no, read the article because, like, because like <laughs> yes. if you're if you're a lefty, if you're a, a righty, so if you're a righty batter and you try and steal, then you could get hit by the pitch and you automatically get the first. Well, base. no, you wouldn't be because you'd be out of the box, and it's just like anything else. If oh yeah, sure, maybe I might get out of the box. No, if you're We're blasted oh, with hundred mile an hour pitcher. Right. Oh yeah, sure. I might just take it in my arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is dumb. I thought okay, and no. then I totally retract my statement that's, because and that's why I couldn't I understand thought it why was, you, you thought it was a good idea. I like, thought it was like why would anybody think this I'm is a good idea? I'm thinking you got a lefty up there and somebody's about to throw a looping curveball. As soon as he throws that curveball, take okay. off for first base. And I also wanted to address that because you said that, and I'm like, you do realize that even the slowest. Pitch no, I know that you it's still throw, like 80 miles an as hour. Say, I it's get it. Still not going to beat it out just running. To maybe, first. maybe, no, maybe, no. Because so you, then, you also so then, got like, the also thrown off of his that's, game. That's the only thing that you got. Right, is, that's what is, I'm saying. Because the, the catcher now throw into right field. Well, no, but here's the thing. Okay, think about this. If a lefty takes off on the pitch, right? A catcher now has to focus on catching that ball, knowing that this guy now has a head start to first base, and he's still got to throw him out of first base. That makes for awesome entertainment. You mean like he does to like throw to second base? Yeah. And third base. Yeah, but now it's happens. first base, and this guy's <laughs> in your line of you're, – he's throwing – you're no, running you're in the dumb. same – Okay, that's fair enough. It's yep. dumb. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Moving on. <laughs> but then like also – 
wait, I might think I like this. Now, what if you get? What if you? What if you? I knew I'd get them. What if you? What if you get in a pickle situation? Do you get to Between come back? Home? Oh, and then do you get to come back bat? into the batter's box if you make you it back make to the place? He's safe in the batter's box. He's back. So home. now he can he can bat again. I'm on board with this. Wait, and that was a ball, so you got a one zero. Wait, oh, buddy. oh my god, that would. Well, I mean, we you were know, worried about baseball taking too long. Before. <laughs> Pitcher throws a wild pitch, and now and now he gets it to first base. But now I'm in a pickle. Do I get to come back into the batter's box, or is it like no point of no return once you out? Uh, well, uh, dude, I I hope that's I'm on board with this now. I'm back on board. Pickles, uh, <laughs> pickle brought me back into this one. Uh, everybody is against this rule, but I, I'm really interested to see how this one plays out because I want to see one how many guys actually go for this. Uh, how many are actually going to give it an attempt? I guess every pass ball run, right? Every pass ball you yeah, run to first base. Any super wild pitch, yeah, you got to give it. A, might you, as well. Just you got to go. run, especially if you got like two strikes on you, and he throws a, a slider that gets away from him, and it bounces away. Man, how o uh, two count, and you end up on first base. That sounds amazing to me. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like, but this is just all hokey stuff. No. Well, yeah, it's definitely hokey, yeah, but but baseball no needs hokey at this point. Baseball needs something that people are going to be like, wait, what is baseball doing? They're doing some crazy stuff over there. <laughs> you telling me he can stand at a different plate and it counts for two if he hits a home run? <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's what baseball like needs. Spots they, they need rock and jock rules is what baseball <laughs> needs. Oh, he just hit a grounder, but it went through that inner tube. <laughs> that was worth five runs. <laughs> they need Joe's random holes in the in the outfield to pop up. <laughs> Yeah, All right. top golf baseball style, bro. Come on now. <laughs> All right, we have talked far too much baseball in a week where there was no baseball. So <laughs> and we fixed it again. <laughs> we uh, fix baseball every week. Let's go show. to another sport that uh, is not currently playing but is taking all of the headlines, and that's basketball. Because, ladies and gentlemen, it is a brand new NBA. No, it's a brand new old NBA. Well, yeah, but it's brand new again. It's like, <laughs> we went back to the future. It's a new, it's an old, new, a new old, new old yeah, NBA, new old. Uh, and it's more fun now. And as somebody who is a casual NBA fan, uh, I was very excited of all of the free agency news. This that, was the free agency out. we've been waiting for for about five or six years. Yes, this is what we need. This needed. is restoring balance. This Dude. is the Thanos of <laughs> the, the NBA. I mean, this this was what we all needed. Uh, so anyways, we have a, a big two era. Kawhi Leonard has come in and saved the league by dangling it in front of the Lakers until the very last second, basically until they... Dangling what? His chub? Yeah. He, he, yeah, exactly. His, his, his fish? Yeah. He, okay, he got no. the humpback chub out and, gotcha, uh, okay. and made the Lakers think they were getting him and at the last second pulled out, Psych. meaning the Lakers could not get another max player. The, Aww, poor Lakers. Of course the Lakers botched that because so bad. the the front office that messed up the Anthony Davis trade to where it was like, oh, we made this six days too early. Let's not forget mm. they they didn't get Paul George last year. They couldn't convince right. Paul George last year right. when that was seen as the key to making everything f- unfold this year because remember they weren't necessarily supposed to get lebron it was all about all right we'll get uh paul george to come here and right. then next year when everybody's a free agent then we're gonna lure everybody but like we've got to get that under yeah piece. magic said he had two years right they and then he was like by that, the way i'm out and that was again hometown where it was seen like oh it's a slam dunk paul george is definitely going there there's no way they can screw this up he goes back to oklahoma and then Kawhi, who you know spent about five minutes recruiting calls him up and is like 
hey, you want to go to the Clippers? Yeah, sure, let's do this. <laughs> out of nowhere. Which Kawhi, well, and, and it was out of nowhere because he had tried with KD first and then went to Kyrie and then was like, all right, I guess I'll take Paul George. When that story comes out of Kawhi also tried to recruit KD and Kyrie, if you're Paul George, are you immediately demanding a trade now? No, like, like, no, because like no. you, you know Paul George is going to be butthurt about that. You yeah. know he's going to be butthurt. Yeah, you know. No, he's going to be butthurt. But he just spent the time being number two to Russ. Like he knows exactly. He knows he's a number two. He knows he's a number two, but in this case, he's a number four because but, uh, okay. But I mean, <laughs> but if you're arguing, you'd be like. All right, man. I mean, it's KD. He's one of the best players in the world. All right. But it's Kyrie. He thinks the earth is flat. You telling me you're going to take that's, a flat earth that's, that's over me? That, that'd be the one where I'd as a fence. I'd be like, bro, I understand taking Durant over me. I get that. I get Durantula. But you, you, you want Kyrie over me? Like, you, you called up Kyrie? That, that stings, man. That stings. So we have, we have KD and Kyrie teaming up in Brooklyn. Uh, they're playing for Hova uh, with the Nets. That's going to be interesting because that means the East is... Well, it's going to be interesting considering Durant's hurt for who knows how That's long. true. He's out this <laughs> year. So this season, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely lodge. missing this season. Uh, some, but you know what's funny is he could they come back at some point this year, probably still win the East because that's how the East is now. I mean, the 76ers are celebrating because they feel like they won the title because everybody went West. Which is crazy because the Bucks are still basically <laughs> intact. Like, why are the Sixers the, the so excited about this? The were, like, this? holding a parade, and it's like, you guys didn't even make it to the Eastern right. Conference Finals. Like, so the Bucks are still really there. Sure what, what are you celebrating? doing? Like, <laughs> you still have to get through Giannis if you're the Sixers. Really weird, but. Uh, and, and now they think they're amazing. Uh, Joe, who is the odds-on favorite to win the East this year? Now. Well, before the trade happened, right before we got on air, they yep. they – the betting odds were Clippers three to one, Lakers four to one, Bucks five to one, Seventy Sixers eight to one, Golden State fourteen to one, same as Houston, Denver sixteen, Utah sixteen, Celtics twenty, Nets twenty, Raptors twenty. Now Houston's obviously got to jump up now. Now that they got, uh, yeah. Now that they probably jump up to a three or four. That three or four range ahead of the the, the Bucks and they have the 76ers. To. No, uh, I would think I would think that they would jump up right behind the Lakers if you're asking because b- before they were what they were what third last year favored or second favored yeah. behind Golden State so I mean this has to put them right there Harden and Westbrook that's a good combo right there right. that's solid uh, Matt Barr points out Harden and Westbrook are going to look incredible losing in the first round and they will they will look great. <laughs> I mean, we've also seen the story playing out kind of before when they were with Oklahoma City. I mean, I'd have to say they don't have Durant, but I mean, we've always well, that's seen a thing. this kind of. But I guess that's what everybody's pointing to is like, well, you know, you had him in OKC and you had the, the Warriors up against the ropes in that game seven before KD left. And, uh, you I know. don't know, but I'm going to get in on the 14 to 1 for the Warriors. Because everybody's sleeping on the Warriors now. Well, what everybody's thinks, forgetting. So you, the is Warriors. The Warriors were still the Warriors when they had just the. Everybody but Durant. Not only that, like if you're if you're talking in the league of the big two, the the Warriors they still have three. They still have three. Clay, <laughs> I mean, Clay's going to miss time, but right. he's but he'll going be back, to be back. He's he'll be not back Durant by the level break injury, and you'll be fine. Right. So you're you're they are still a big three team in a league now of big twos. Um, right. And yeah, that's what I said. At fourteen to one, that feels like a steal. Like the best odds you've gotten on the Warriors in what right. four years yeah, easily, and and the Warriors showed last year that they can still make the finals without Durant. Right, they still did it without him last year. You have the exact same dudes back basically, minus Durant, 
That's the team who made it through the Western Conference Finals and then, last year. Mi- minus only, Iguodala, oh, minus yeah, I Livingston. Iggy. I forgot Iggy. Well, nobody right. cares about it. They Livingston, added D'Angelo Russell. Hang on a second. Hang on I a do second. like the Russell edition. Let's not – let's – Scrap this idea of betting on the Warriors simply for the fact that they are retiring Kevin Durant's jersey yeah, and Iguodala's jersey. League. They are basically the uh, the Chiefs of the NBA now are. with the, their one day contract so that you can retire as a Chief. The Warriors are like, we are retiring everybody's number from this run. As guys leave the team, they don't even, oh, you're still playing? Cool. Your number's retired. We don't even care. Uh, that's great. You you got it. You're I in mean, the rafters, baby. I get the Iguodala one. He won their finals MVP. It's still and still not worth retiring his number for. He's won a championship. To so. retire your number, you have to be like an all-time And to retire a number, or at least an all-time legend for that team. Like, Iguodala's been... He's, he's a bigger 76ers. Think, I think he's a bigger 76ers legend than he is Warriors, to be honest with you. Nah, that's just you being you. Iggy's no, locker... He, Look at his numbers in his career. I mean, he played a very key role for those Warriors, but he was the man for the 76ers for many years before the twilight of his career when he went to the Warriors. Like, look it up. He he made more of an impact with the 76ers. Sure, they were crappier teams, but his numbers were greater. Who I'd does, retire his number for the 76ers Who does Iggy sign a one-day contract with at the end of his career? I mean, it's always going to be the team that you <laughs> won the title with and that you say that, but I mean... Honestly, his, 70, his 76ers numbers are infinitely better than his Warriors numbers. I, I I just hate the fact that they are retiring. Like, Iguodala is barely out of the arena, and they're like, no, 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 we're going to retire your number. It's, it's fine. Weird. Like, you, it's some, it, they, they must have consulted the Heat about retiring these jerseys. Yes, they did go Heat style with just like <laughs> every jersey is getting retired. Go ahead and retire. You got a jersey? Day. Retired. You got a jersey? <laughs> retired. Oh, you play for the A's? We're putting that jersey up. In the, <laughs> right. Ricky Henderson, Mark, Mark, Mark McGuire, we're putting that jersey up there. <laughs> Barry Zito, your jersey is retired. 75, it's up in the rafters. We got you. Uh, but anyway, so exactly, so, Matt says Iggy deserves a standing O when he goes back to Oakland. Not a retired number. I th- that I totally agreed. Get. Heck, you could even put him in like whatever their Ring of Honor is or whatever, like the, their Hall of Fame. But don't retire his number. The, you know, those are two different things. Like, there's all sorts of accolades in between retiring a number and doing nothing. Yeah, it's stupid to retire his number. Um, almost as stupid as the NBA adding in-game coaching challenges, which I don't is have a problem with that. Really? I don't know. You are cool with... It was supposed to be on, like, stuff that we sit there and have 20-minute replays for now anyway. Uh, Coaches can throw a flag to challenge a personal foul charged to a coach's team, a called-out-of-bounce violation, and goaltending and basket interference violations. Right. That's what you can can challenge. Except for the the foul thing, those are all things that end up getting reviewed and taking forever to look at But that's what the weird thing is, is you can now challenge personal foul calls. I mean, that's interesting. We don't know how many they're going to have and and what the repercussions are. Is it going to be like the NFL where, like, oh, does it cost you a timeout if you lose the challenge? Like, there's questions around it, but... I think this is weird. I mean, the NFL has shown expanding replay is not a good idea because it it just kills momentum of the game every single time. And now you got guys that in the last two minutes of the game are going to be able to. Last couple years, these are all plays with the exception of the foul that have been drug out anyway, where everything stops and you're all sitting there waiting for the ref to go look at the video and it takes 20 minutes for them to figure it out. And then it's like, okay, so it wasn't goaltending. I mean, they. They've already been doing this. So the foul thing is the only one that's different. And that, to me, I mean, that'll be interesting, but 
uh, you know, it's got to be. I'm it, I'm fine with it. I would say as long as it's very limited in the number that they can challenge. Right. Like, I mean, once, very limited. Uh, give me more uh, details on the instances and like how many times they can do this. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, if it's widespread, if it's like you can challenge every file, then we'll be here. Game's gonna take right, twelve right. hours. It's so. gonna turn into baseball. It really will. Real quick, back to Kawhi. Joe and I were talking about this last night when we were setting everything up. Uh, there's really been no talk about Kawhi tampering, essentially. Uh, and, and really, Kawhi tampered to get Paul George. Like, he actively recruited a dude that's under contract, and that guy ended up demanding a trade yeah, to end only, up in Los Angeles. Only teams can get fired for t- or fined for tampering, not individual players. Right, so that's gonna that leads to the question is... Uh, well, didn't Stern or Stern didn't Silver come out and say we're changing the rules, like we're relooking at this whole free agency thing because because of how all of this has gone down? Like, how do you manage that though? Like, oh, how I mean, do you there's no way. Track? I have no are idea. Are you going to tap gonna... these dudes' phones? Because that's what it right. is. It's a text message. It's like, hey man, what's up? You you want to join? There's up? absolutely no way to police it, but I mean, it's definitely tampering. I I, I don't. I have no idea. How, I wouldn't want to be him trying to figure out ways to combat it. Yeah, well, there's. Well, his biggest point was the fact that they they made a bigger dateline for deals to get done, but then before you even started it, every single deal was basically done. So right. he's like, so obviously there's a problem going on. Whether it's just the if the GM say, yeah, I never talked to him, and just let the players do it, and that's their workaround, and that could be the truth. You know, the right. players could have never talked to the guy, and the players don't really care what the situation is. They don't care where their team is. They're just like, yeah, I just want to play with them. Hey, let's go here. Right. They've got the money. Let's just do it. And they just never talk to the team managers or the <laughs> presidents or anything. And they're just like, let's just go. Well, my whole thing was that this offseason, I, I, I kept wondering, is, is the GM in the NBA becoming obsolete? I yeah. Mean, what, you know, why, it's if all you're player a team, GMs I was going to say, if you were a team, why pay a GM? Because they're just a figurehead. These players are orchestrating all of these moves, like everybody's joked to the last forever that LeBron was putting together the Cavs and doing all this stuff. He's but just I mean, ahead of the time, baby. Like, I was just LeBron saying, like, was just are, the, the trendsetter. Now all of these duos are doing. They're essentially. I mean, it, Kawhi told the Clippers, eh, "Unless you orchestrate this deal for George," but then he was the one who facilitated and met up with George and worked right. everything out. Had to get the go ahead from him. I don't know what the point of a GM is. Right. It's it's crazy that like the players have this much power to to put this in place and get these and construct these teams. Like players are constructing teams. It's bananas to me. This is the only league that this happens in. That it's yeah. well, at least the only league we know about. I mean, I guess there could be instances of of other leagues where dudes are like texting each other during free agency, like, hey, come, come sign right. up. I mean, you kind of heard the rumors about uh, Chris Bryan and uh, Bryce Harper, and there was the whole thing with them wanting to play on the same right. team and maybe playing for the Cubs. And there's still rumors now that Harper, there was that Chris there Bryan was Beckham and, and Jarvis Landry. Uh, that's a good Yeah, I mean, there's true. there's been random things, but never to this extent where it's clearly the top ten guys are running the league and forming these teams yeah. and saying, all right, I'm going to team up with this guy. Like I'm going to, the, the next 10, we're all going to grab a guy and we're going to go here and this is going to be the team. Yeah. And then we're from there, we're basically all going to line up everybody in the schoolyard and say, all right, I got you, I got you, I got you. And that's just how Dude, it how is. How much more fun would the NBA be if they did that? Picked up Like teams. they just picked it captains. Just pick up games yeah. every year. You picked captains to start the season. And then those dudes just like, yeah. they do it for the all-star up. game. 
They did yeah. this year for them. I, I'll tell but you. more than two, like imagine uh, oh, yeah. an entire league Dude, worth. I of... tell you what, the Kings would have a better chance to win some games because their GMs have so much. So that's the other thing, and and we'll get into women's World Cup here in a second because I do want to spend some time on that. But that's the other thing is the league is now there's so much more parity in the NBA than there has been forever. Ever. Like we have had nothing but Warriors versus the Cavs, and then Warriors versus whoever comes out of the East, and it, it's been a league of and, well, who's and, and going to beat say, the Warriors. And we quickly forget, but before that, it was Boston with their big three and right. Miami with their big three. Like it's there's always been some team or two right. teams that have just dictated. Everything. So we have this parity. Is that a good thing though? Because the if you get too much parity, it turns into the NFL where it's like you have one really good team and then you got a bunch of teams that are like just over five hundred and it's kind of boring and it it kind of sucks and it's not really fun to watch anymore. I I think you run the like there's a fine line to walk uh, the between. Line is very fine, that's for sure. Because it's like it, it it tips, and then all of a sudden there's too much parity. Everybody is it's all spread out, and then somebody's like, "F this, we're teaming up. Like let's get everybody, let's get the band back together. We're going and we're partying in South Beach, and then everybody goes there, and that becomes the and then it switches, and you've got a dynasty starting again." So it's I don't know. Or I don't think we've tipped that line no. for this year. Like oh. this year seems like it's the perfect mix of where everybody should be. But like Joe pointed out, this is for two years. Like in two years, there is all kinds of free agents coming up all over again, right. and the league can be completely different. So enjoy these next two years because the NBA could be awful to watch again in starting in twenty twenty one. Like this, is, I mean, for real. Like this is that's basically it. Enjoy this time because. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, no, I mean it's a, it, it's interesting, but I'm glad that we are presented with the the question. I'll take it, even if it was only guaranteed for one season. It's like right. I just want to see how it plays out to where we legitimately can't sit here like we have the past two Julys a, and say what? Warriors Cavs okay, finals. So let's do it right now, based on I mean we have the most up to date trade. Have no idea. Pick somebody, back a horse, baby. no, back a horse and start cheering for it with one lap to go. No. Come on. <laughs> No, because I legit, I have no idea. I don't what's either. Pick happen. a name out of a hat. Like just, just go with your gut. Do you think the Clippers do it because yeah. Kawhi is the the killer? I, I don't know, but I'm gonna say He's Clippers. Right. I, I say you, Clippers win the uh, the West. That, I'll give you. So you have Clippers, Lakers, or the field. Gun to my head. Ooh, Clippers. Cl- Clippers, Lakers, or the field. I'm gonna go field. To win it all, right? To, to win, win it all. I'm Clippers, the Lakers. Oh, or you the weren't field. just saying the West. No, nope. you're talking about. Oh, okay. Then I, then, yeah, the then I'll take the field. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah, it's got to be the field right now. You have to, mm-hmm. you have to. I in agree. That case, uh, but I'm excited. All right, we're gonna. But that's good. We're gonna that's good. We're out. sitting here right. the field. Right, we haven't done that in forever. Last two years on this show, in in this spot, we've been like Warriors in July. Warriors during and, this week every and year. And while LeBron was in Cleveland, it was Warriors and Cavs. Warriors and Cavs. Right. And then LeBron left, and it was Warriors and whoever comes out of right, the yeah, East. Warriors <laughs> and somebody. Uh, and then Scott picks the Warriors in five, and they lose. I, I meant Warriors in nine the whole time. That's <laughs> what you keep forgetting. Can we talk about the Women's World Cup? Yes, we can. Yeah, um, baby. The ladies uh, bring it home for the U.S. Again. Megan Rapino, just an assassin on that field. And Cincinnati's own Rose Lavelle gets a goal in that World Cup final, which was awesome to see. And Alex Morgan. Mm, yeah. Don't you ever forget Alex Morgan. I Female Alex athlete Morgan. of the year. I wouldn't the forget. I wouldn't forget player. Alex Morgan That's my and her twerking that, that came out after. Twerking was a little bit rough. But. Needs some. Needs some work. Uh, definitely needs some work. But, but it's cool. It's no. cool. She's a world champ. I don't care. She's a world champ. It's cool. Uh, I love 
how hard those girls were celebrating. Like all uh, of the pictures, all the videos during, from the, the, the parade in New, New during York. During the last week, during all of the games, I mean, all of the controversy. Obviously, we've been off and the whole tea thing happened and just everybody just being butthurt about how they were going about their business and I loved every minute of it. They deserved to be doing what they were doing and I if you can back it up, talk all the trash you want. I right. I do not care. And they came into the World Cup expected to win right. and came there and said we're gonna win. We we expect of ourselves to win, yeah. and they did it. I mean, yeah. how often does that actually happen? Not very often, and I love it. Uh, the team was it was the perfect iteration of American sports, where it was well, a little bit cocky because we know we're better than you, a little bit brash, and we're backing it up and just putting it right down your throat. Well, and it was just like I said before the whole thing started. They're so much more fun to watch than just about every other team that you can possibly throw out. And and I mean any given sport, the only other team that I've watched more of in the year 2019 is the Braves. And that's because they play infinitely more games. But I sat there and watched every single you know women's match from almost start to finish. And enjoyed every single minute of it. And it's just, they are a fun team I to just watch. Wish, I wish the general public could get more behind the, the women's games when it's not the World Cup. Like when it's the friendlies and, and the exhibition. Because everybody gets all on board when it's the World Cup. Everybody is, and, and the Olympics. The Olympics too yeah, are the so other time when we the, get. Everybody gets But those are, so in two years, every two years. Right. It's just every two years that people get really excited about right. the women's team. And outside of that, it's like. Oh, yeah, the women's team won the CONCACAF or whatever. You know, there's like some well, okay, random tournament. Here's, and they here's don't... my thing with that. There's all sorts of tournaments, though, aren't there? Aren't there all kinds of things? Like it's hard to kind of keep up with. And they all have these sort of generic names. When you think World Cup, it's just easier to wrap your head around, all right, Every single country is competing in this. Or but it's all not that, that it's not that hard to keep up if you're following the sport. Now I'll, I'll admit I don't follow the sport as much as I should. Well, I no, but I'm uh, saying soccer because... in general, and it's like you've got all these leagues. There's all these different leagues, and then there's these different groups outside of those right. leagues. There's like, like world tournaments, right? Yeah. yeah, there's it's hard to keep up with each one of those different things. But even you can ignore all of the leagues. And focus just on the U.S. women's team. And, yeah, they'll sell out their friendlies, but nobody's watching the friendlies on TV. Right. They'll they'll do well in a tournament that's not the World Cup or the Olympics. And people are like, oh, yeah, that happened. Cool. Good, good work, ladies. But outside of the Olympics and the World Cup, people aren't honed in like they are during those times. And maybe it's just because, you know, World Cup and Olympics are like Super Bowl level. And yeah. the rest of it's like regular season type stuff. But that's what I think sucks, and that's what I think hurts the women when it comes to the pay gap and everything because they're getting a share of the revenue, and there is no revenue because everybody bails on things outside of every two years. Yeah, I don't know, but I know all I know is I love them, every I single do. one of them. I do they're, too. they're so great. They're, a, they're such a fun – it's just a fun team to watch. They like, are. They are, they are epito- the epitome of like if you're, if you're looking at, all right, let's construct a team – that is that it will engage the fans, will be dominant in our sport, and will bring people in. This is the the perfect team and, to do this. And they had all the personality, like, right? I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a boring machine type team. This wasn't you know the Patriots where it's just all right. We've got this boring, stodgy way of playing. It's just the system and the Patriot way or anything. Like, we're on we're on to the Netherlands, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean they they had fun with it. It was great. I loved every minute of it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, 
I don't know. That's uh, I think Joe was looking into the the pay disparity between the the men and the women, and I know that's the big thing. You know, the women are are hitting pay very more. hard on pay them pay more. Them more. Joe, what do you got on these numbers? Uh, so numbers came out that so the women's uh, World Cup made 150 million dollars in revenue. Um, and technically, they make twenty percent of that revenue when they win. So, like the pay that gets sent out, they make about twenty percent of that. The men's World Cup generates six billion dollars worth, and the men only get really? paid seven percent of that revenue. So, technically, if you're looking at just percentages revenue, they make thirteen percent more. They just don't have sponsors that throw in money for their World Cup. And here's but the other the thing: world, the men's World Cup makes six billion. Six, yes, well, because six billion because oh, we are the, the dominant team outside of the U.S. The other teams don't have good don't have women's support. teams. Well, see, that's so the thing: we're we as the U.S. are the only ones that really back our women to play right. soccer. Right. No, I I knew that, but I didn't know that the the amount was like that. I mean, different. think about think about the fact that in in Europe and in, in countries overseas, it is basically. Soccer bust, right? I, like, no, I that's get it. that. I, I understand that. I'm just saying I still didn't think that the number was that far. It's like, bananas. If you had have said one billion, maybe, but six billion so the, the so much money. So they're and right, and the women are in terms of revenue share are making a great amount. The problem is the US There's Federation pool to pull from. And the US Federation and you know the, the FIFA they just need to push this more. They need to get like right. Joe said they need better sponsorship, they need more team, you know, more sponsors pumping in that money into the program. And and what they said in all their speeches was you guys like us so much. We play, we have like a FCC league Right. Come, come watch games. Come buy right. tickets. Right. And I think ESPN is. Help. I think ESPN is doing that now. I think they're starting to show those games. Actually, starting this week now that the World Cup's over, um, we are running up against the clock here. So uh, we'll just end this by saying that's a damn good team. And shout out to those yeah. women for from women that World Cup. They get, women they did, rule the world. They, they did. Do. They did exactly <laughs> what we hoped they did. And I mean, they exceeded my expectations just on a personality level yes like i mean it was I, I expected them to go and win and hope that they would but man they were just they were awesome to watch outside of just playing soccer absolutely fun team to watch a great uh, great time and a, a fantastic w all right let's get into last call last call is where we're going to tell you what we think of these beers that we're drinking tonight last call as always brought to you by more labs look guys if you're drinking like us you're boozing it up uh, don't waste your time with Gatorade in the morning. Don't drink Pedialyte. Uh, leave those for your kids. Get yourself some morning recovery. No old wives' tales here. Right. Get the stuff that works. Exactly. Get yourself some morning recovery. Drink it that night. Take it up to an hour before you're done drinking, and you are going to wake up feeling fine in the morning. It's guaranteed your money back. You can get 20% off. Just go to morelabs.com. Use the code SPORTS at checkout. You're going to get that 20% off your non-subscription purchase. Last Call is also brought to you by Tavor. We normally get beers from Tavor when it's not limited release local <laughs> brews. Uh, and you can get your beers from Tavor and to- uh, stock up that beer fridge. Just download the Tavor app. Use the code 258023. That's 258023 on the payments and credit screen. Before placing that first order, you're going to get $10 off your second order. So stock up that beer fridge right now. Head on over to the Tavor app. Uh, Scott, let's start with Icy. I need uh, more. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, it's good. It's Fantastic. F- great beer. If you ever have a chance to get your hands on Icy, do it. It's good. I love it. Uh, Joe. I don't have anything else to say. Consume. 
<laughs> it's, it's so good. It's really good. Uh, For I a wish, team of people that, uh, that were virgins to sours, this is absolutely fantastic. I wish they fantastic. had made more of this. All right, let's do Haterade by Listerman. Uh, what are your thoughts, final thoughts on, on Haterade? Good. Good, not great. I think it was a good intro for us. Right. It is a good uh, And I will say, I'm glad we had that before the IC. Absolutely. Because if it was reversed, I probably... It, I, I would definitely say try it if you can. But the problem is, uh, then I think both of these, they're a little pricey. Uh, they're I'm gonna, I'm small gonna batches. I'm going to back off on, on Haterade a little bit and just say that I remember the first time I had an IPA, I was like, this is disgusting. And I didn't have that feeling with Haterade. I was like, this mm, is different. That's fine. Uh, and it's not what I'm used to. So I don't. I think the fact that I didn't have that like super adverse reaction to a sour for the first time is a good sign that I will get into this. And then if I revisit this beer, I'm going to be like, no, that was really good. That's, yeah. But once I get into sours, I think it's going to be really I've got good. six more. I'll be fine. <laughs> They're going to get drank. How about that? <laughs> uh, Joe, what are your thoughts on Haterade? Passable. Serviceable. Serviceable. I like that. All right. Good, good, good deal. Little, get a little start. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get to our poll for tonight. This week's Would You Rather. We asked you, thanks to Burger King coming out with tacos, would you rather have tacos from Burger King or would you rather have burgers from Taco Bell? Scott, you've had some time to think on it. What's your final decision? It's tough, but I'm going to go with Taco Bell inventing a burger because I feel like they would come up with something just so wildly awesome that it would just be, I want to try that. Whereas Burger King's tacos, they just look like basic B tacos. There's nothing special about them. They just look awful. So I I have no desire to try them. But I feel like if Taco Bell tomorrow committed to making a burger, they would Taco Bellify it. And I you would, know say, it would have. I want to have that. All of the cheese. It would have yeah. like a hard shell somewhere in there, in between the patties. It'd be something just wacky. Because think about all of the things that they've created that are unique to Taco Bell, and those end up being their 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 things. I mean, the Crunch Wrap Supreme, mm, that cheesy gordita crunch. Yeah, the cheesy gordita mm. crunch. Like their original inventions or their original takes on things. I mean, I've I haven't had them yet, and I wanted to, but everybody says that those nacho fries are super good. They are pretty good. Uh, but I went with Burger King making tacos. And the reason why is when I go to Taco Bell, I strictly go chicken. I stay uh, away from the beef. That, uh, now that, so that changes the, the game. So the fact that I don't trust their beef and their tacos, I cannot trust their beef and their burgers. So I would go <laughs> Burger King tacos. Joe, That's how fair. did this play out? America has voted across all of our platforms. Tons of votes. Tons of votes. <laughs> 68%. Said the burger from Taco Bell. Oh, see well, everybody. That, you know what? That got lopsided at the end because it was yeah. it was hanging pretty uh, pretty. Well, even when you factor in Twitter, time. that's the thing. It's still pretty close on right. Facebook. When you factor in that right. Twitter that Twitter poll, uh, really skewed this one. Man, we got a lot of people who get super high that listen to the show. That's what that tells me because they're like, I don't care what Taco Bell puts out. I mean, I, I don't care. You make whatever, baby. That's I'm true. Gonna, I'm gonna crush it. You can't get you can't get tacos at a Burger King for fourth meal. Mm, that's you true. Could get, you could get close. a burger at Taco that's Bell. That's a good point. For fourth meal. That's a good point. Would they have it at those weird Taco Bell Pizza Hut or Taco Bell KFC oh, no combos doubt. shops? No doubt. Yeah, because those are the weirdest ones where it's for like, sure. Oh, wait, this is, can I get? They still won. <laughs> they got to push it out. Got to push that inventory. Baby. Well, it feels good to be back. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. 
Uh, shout out to 12 Ounce Sports Radio. Uh, you guys are already offline. You're listening to some lacrosse now, but shout out to you guys. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for tuning into the Facebook Live feed, for sharing us out. We really appreciate it. Uh, we're going to be right back next week, right here in the new Speakeasy. Uh, be sure to tune in. In the meantime, you can follow the show at Craft B Sports on Instagram or Twitter. Follow me at Mike Berlin. Follow Scott at Scotty K underscore Junior. Follow Joe at Joe Goalie 4. You can hit up the drunk line whenever you want, 440-37-DRUNK. Shoot us texts, leave us voicemails. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Cheers, everybody. Mike, would you cut off your dick for a Super Bowl? Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.